This episode is sponsored by gold. Apparently, if you just cover yourself in gold jewels, it's really hard to put you on a horse. Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where we're talking about something that's not super biblically accurate but somehow Susan still likes it. I'm your host Gabe Rodriguez and with me is Susan. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How did you feel after watching watching this movie? This time mm-hmm. I was a little bit disappointed. It wasn't as good as I remembered the second time. Interesting. Okay, so we're talking about uh, One Night with the King. And it's a story, it's a movie that's based, very loosely based on the story of Esther in the Bible. And why are you rolling your eyes at me already? (laughs) I'm just trying hard. (laughs) (laughs) Trying hard not to what? Loosely based isn't even loose enough. Wow. The only thing... In this movie that is biblically accurate are the names. Right. Like, the... I didn't know that she was called Manasseh or whatever. Hadassah. Hadassah. Manasseh is a different thing. That's a, di- that's a man's Manasseh. name. <laughs> that's a tribe, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hadassah. Joseph's son. Hadassah. Yeah. I He's didn't, Esther in didn't know that. Hebrew. I still didn't know that until a second ago, apparently. Uh <laughs> I think the only famous person in this is uh, John Rice Davies. He's like he's Mordecai. Yeah, he plays Mordecai, and he's like Gimli in Lord of the Rings, and he's the evil uncle in Princess Diaries too. Right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, what man. I've seen him in. I'm trying to remember the lie that that he he's talking to his. his Lovely on a postage stamp. <laughs> I love the part where he's just he's just like this is how you win at things and he just uh walks across the room going ah with the dart and just puts oh, it in the puts bullseye. It in the middle. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that. <laughs> so it starts out with okay, so first of all, it's the story of Esther. So I mean, it's but not really. So spoilers, but not really. <laughs> I think it's going to be I, this is not a movie that I would watch by myself, so I'm not going to tell everybody to be like, you know, go watch this, because I don't feel like I can recommend it necessarily. I enjoyed it because I watched it with you, and you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy these kind of movies like One Night with the King and The Nativity Story and Prince of Egypt or, and all those kinds of things, because it makes me go back and read the real story <laughs> and study uh-huh. it. <laughs> You're, boy, oh boy, are you going to enjoy the Ten Commandments when we sit down and watch that for five hours? I probably hate it. <laughs> I tried to watch, is it the Book of Ruth or something? Mm-hmm. I tried to watch it. See, that's and why that I'm was so, so confused. so annoying in the first five minutes that I could not stand it. Right. See, I don't know the the story of Ruth or like, I haven't read the book of ruth like a million times Mm -hmm. so that i know it back to front forwards and backwards to really even when i'm watching a movie about it i'm just watching the movie and then every once in a while i'm like oh i remember that from the bible do you know what i mean i know that like oh this character is really embellished and i don't remember them ever talking about her first husband ever at all 
And so they probably changed her, like, where he's from and stuff. But I'm, like, not really thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I I like to watch those things because I like to see what's different. But mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it for over a half an hour and still nothing <laughs> that I know from the Bible has happened yet. Have we talked it's all pre, at, pre-Ruth in this instance. Mm-hmm. There. It, I finally just like I'm done with this. I right. can't stand it anymore. Okay, all right. So you like, but you like one night with the king because it's a love story, and that's if what you, you like about it. If you go into one night with the king, don't consider it a Bible story. Just consider it. It's just a, a nice story, a nice romance mm-hmm. movie, kind of. Okay, I don't know if romance is the right term. I don't know. I mean, that's kind I mean, of the main. Is supposed to be. Yeah, that's kind of the main He's not conflict the of it. Super yeah, super most attractive guy. Interesting. I I'm not sure I expected that. Dude's like ripped, and he's supposed to. Be, he's like spray tanned like so much. He's got a little See, bit of makeup on. Ripped has no, does have nothing for <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> I don't want you to have like a beer belly, but uh-huh. I don't care about being ripped really. Interesting. Okay. It's more well, the I just face and I the didn't. Hair. I really didn't expect you to bring it up at all. So I, I, I think it's funny that you said he wasn't super attractive. So I think that's probably if it was a super attractive guy to me, mm-hmm. I would really like this movie. So you don't really like this movie? I just like this. movie. You like this movie? Okay. Ish. Interesting. So it is kind of it does kind of have that structure of like a a romance or like a romantic movie. I was I was like halfway through. I'm like, this is a rom com, isn't it? Because there's a <laughs> there's that point where they get mad at each other for no reason. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle, and then they don't really resolve that. So it starts out with a lot of like uh, a voiceover by John Rice Davies, who is, has an incredible voice. But uh, and he gives the backstory of um, Haman. And his like ancestors and how they were supposed to have been wiped out by. Saul. Help me on here, Saul. Thank you. Uh, I did, King like, Saul. Mm-hmm, King Saul, and but they weren't, and so he because of that that an enemy of the Jews was born, and then they start embellishing on that a little bit because it's like oh there was uh, somebody that the the mom who survived was like made a prophecy that there would be somebody that would rise up as a a great enemy of the Jews and finally like wipe the Jews out or whatever and that's not in the bible as far as i as far as i right. know right i'm not even sure how much of any of that is but he is the same like lineage. relation i guess to those people so i don't the know Agagites. yeah mm-hmm. that's the only thing that the bible truly says about it is just okay. that he was an agagite and then we know that saul was supposed to wipe out the agagites okay and we just put two and two together is basically what it is because the, the, those are in two different right spots which is something i didn't know before watching this movie so like when i watched the nativity story there was a certain i can't remember off the top of my head right now but there was something that i had never thought of before that wasn't necessarily an embellishment, but it was just a way they interpreted it, mm-hmm. which made me think about it differently and be like, oh, that could have actually happened and I never thought of it that way. Right. And so <laughs> that this was one of those things too, because I was like... Right, as opposed to uh, in Jesus of Nazareth in the beginning where, you know, in the nativity section of Jesus of Nazareth, they have 
somebody confront Joseph about, oh, you know, your wife, your betrothed is with child. And he's like, I swear I've never been with her. And he like actually swears. I'm like, look, Joseph, by all accounts, was a like very devout Jew and like a man of God and would not have sworn like that just off kind of off the cuff. But so that's a, that's a different thing. She's not, she's looking at things now. I'm not paying so in first Samuel, <laughs> in first Samuel chapter 15 is the story where Saul was supposed to destroy the Agagites. Right. And it says he captured Agag, the Amalekite king, but completely destroyed everyone else. So the only person that the Bible references that survived was just the king. And then mm. Samuel goes and kills the king. Right. So technically, if you're looking at this, that story from the movie is wrong because it says they destroyed everyone. The only thing they didn't destroy was the land, the cattle and stuff. So that's all. <laughs> so so they made another that embellishment. Uh. But that doesn't mean that all the Amalekites lived there there could have been sure does the people elsewhere does the book of esther say that haman was an aggregate let us look okay you can cut out while you while you're looking that up um voiceover ding great (laughs) haman son of hamadatha the aggregate see that's probably where they were like, hmm, interesting. Right. But it was literally the king of Agag, but they were Amorites. Okay. This was what Samuel said, first Samuel said, so. So maybe, and maybe so not. So take it as you will. I don't know. Okay. All right. It was, but this it, is fun, because this is why I like watching these movies. Right. Okay. Okay. See, there you go. You get a taste. <laughs> um. And and then it goes into what just it just we just see Esther, and then yes, they kind of set her up a little bit. She wants to go to Jerusalem. There's an extra character that's like a a dude that's in love with her, and uh, most then, versions of Esther that I've seen usually have some friend love interest for Esther, who's not in the Bible, right? <laughs> and then. Uh, She's going to go to Jerusalem. Like, she finally talks um, Mordecai into letting her go. And then she gets taken as, um, you know, as a. As one of the queen. <clears throat> candidates for it to be mm-hmm. the queen. Yeah. So, and then and while Meanwhile. this is going on, <laughs> yeah, the they embellish a little bit on. Queen um, Vashti. Mm-hmm, how she is like against the war effort and everybody else is like for this. Yeah, and the whole movie is about the whole thing is centered around will the king go to war or won't he? Right. Which is not in, in the, Bible the book of Esther at all. Right. That is not in there. Is, and is it and it's will he go to war with the Greeks specifically? Yeah. So I don't I mean, he he is totally feasting and stuff. Um, he's just having a banquet. Right, and then they're like, it's just a veiled war uh, council or whatever. So Queen Vashti is against it. And so when he, when the king calls her into the court, it's 
a scheme by like one of the princes to get her get rid of her because she's having her own like feast in protest of the king's feast and this is the movie we're talking right which she views as a veiled war council and so the prince in order to get rid of her says hey we should call the queen knowing that she won't come and that she'll basically get fired for this right (laughs) and she does get fired that part's in the bible and uh because apparently you could get fired as a queen and i'm pretty sure she gets killed in this setup really I've only really watched the... I've watched the VeggieTales a few times and she watched... She goes to Tickle Island. Right. <laughs> and listen and watch... That and read really the book of Esther probably like once or twice. Um, Yeah, getting sent to Tickle Island. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would hate that. <laughs> Not the worst way to die. Um, <laughs> what are you looking up right now? I'm looking up to see if I've she lost. died. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Esther goes through the whole uh, kit and caboodle. There's uh, a large African eunuch that also plays a part in the story, and she has, like, favor with him. Like, they become friends. And you said that he's actually in the it Bible. It does just say banished from the presence of the king, so yeah, I didn't think I didn't think she was killed. You said the eunuch was in the Bible, yeah. Freaking Green Mile, dude. Yes. Really big Yes. Guy. Uh-huh. And it said that she had favor with she him. She had favor with him. Um, when she goes into the <clears throat> king, she asked him what item she should bring. So oh, like in yeah, the okay. in in the Bible, I'm talking the Bible here, mm-hmm. she specifically asked for what he suggests, which she kinda did when he right. was standing there when she already had her jewelry though. But this is when like when she's holding his arm. And she's not wanting to let go. She says, what do you suggest that I do? You know? Mm-hmm. And he gives advice or whatever. And then he shows her the necklace in the gold room, which is where in the Bible, she's she really asked for his advice on what okay. to take. Mm-hmm. And he told her what he suggested her to wear right. and stuff. And, and in the movie, it's like her necklace that like is that magic was taken from her. Yeah, it has the Star of David. Yeah. Glowy. And, and that like... That was weird. That, shines, I don't like that part of it. Shines that at all. and rotates like a planetarium little thing, even though the jewel itself is stationary and not rotating at all. Right. That's right. why I'm like, it's magic and mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That was one of my least favorite parts of the movie because it's stupid. <laughs> right. It was just, yeah, it was kind of. And I also didn't even. Kind of uh, took away from the movie because that made it kind of cheesy. Right. And the, like,. Obvious CGI is obvious CGI, <laughs> which also takes away from it. Um, and I didn't understand exactly how the magic worked until literally the end when I'm like, okay, the king can see it and Esther can see it, but Haman for some reason can't see it. Right. Okay. Or he was just pretending he couldn't see it because he was like, this is ridiculous. Right. Because there was like a scare that. Uh, he might have seen it and then it's very obvious like stars of David all over the room and he right. didn't see it. Right. Yeah, or acted like he didn't. So yeah. that was weird and I don't like that whole thread at all. Yeah. Um, Agreed. One thing that this movie <clears throat> taught me is what it meant to be a eunuch because I didn't know that before I watched this movie the first time. 
I still don't quite know. I mean, I don't, I don't know <laughs> to an extreme extent, but I understand a little bit better. You understand the effect. I don't. Yes. I don't think either of us know exactly how that is carried right. out. Right. That's but that a, was because of this movie. That's a really fun thing to get Not really. take away from the movie. <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> they bring it up several times. Yes. Like I think, and the one is really awkward. The one with the the love interest. Yeah. 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 That was just. Weird. I didn't think that was that awkward. I but it was kind of like. It was uncomfortable. Mm, well, because they're Jews, so that's like. I was like, oh, okay. I remember this being a thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, cause he, he was like, you know, we can't be what we, what I wanted us to be. Like, as in, I can't marry you now. Right. So, and I was like, hmm, interesting. That's a, that's a very interesting clue to this answer that I, the riddle that I don't want answered. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Where where else does the story go after this? I've lo- I, I've I'm we've done Vashti and mm-hmm. now Esther has been taken. She starts her beauty treatments and she's kind of like the optimistic one. She's trying to help all the other girls have a good time mm-hmm. when they get there because they're like you know forcibly removed from their homes in a very unnice way. Right. It's interesting to me that the eunuch was automatically like, "I had nothing to do with how you were treated." But now right. it's my job to make you beautiful. I believe he was That's not nice how he said guy. it, but <laughs> yeah. And another difference is that Haman is like, I imagine Haman to have like power and stuff, and in in this he's like a spy, kind of just kind of slinking around. He has he has twelve sons though, ten I think, ten sons, and then but also That's he. Biblical. Okay, sure, great. But also, when he got money for spying, he like dropped it in the river, river or whatever. Just didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. I was like, oh, he must be lying it about the ten sons. It just showed you that that's not what he was after. Okay. He wanted the guy's full wealth, not just pennies that he was going to offer him. I don't know. That's just how I took it. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he ends up getting position. that guy's entire the wealth. the prince that i talked about earlier with yeah that got queen vashti and that whole fired. thing was botched big time i hated what? that what the scheme against the king to get him killed like that was not <laughs> biblical at all that happens mm-hmm. but not at all like that do they do they actually say how it happened in the bible yes mordecai comes across the two people that were scheming and informs Queen Esther, and Esther informs the king. Okay. And in this, it was... And in this, Haman? she turns to the guy that did it to ask him for help to tell the king. Right. And mm-hmm. it's only really him. I mean, he has two minions, but... You're talking about the prince. So she, yeah. she, she goes to the prince who set up the whole thing, and the prince tells yes. Haman yeah, or something. and Teresh or something like that, I think, that is the two people that were really... She only deals with people that were a part of the whole scheme itself. Right. Yeah. Within the palace. Yeah. But the king is saved because now the prince is like, well, now I have to save face and I have to kill the 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 guys, the minions that I sent after the king or whatever. So right. it was like, it was real weird. Right. And ha- yeah, Haman's involvement in that, which I don't, he wasn't involved. 
Mm-hmm. was before. That's what Haman. I'm saying. Like it's so, so it's so weird. It's just they didn't like what I don't know what they were doing. But <clears throat> he's like a he's like some kind of revolutionary in this movie instead of yeah, just being a guy in the palace that just is hungry for more power and already has power. Yeah. Okay. Going back to the eunuch <clears throat> in charge of the harem. Mm-hmm. Um. Hey, guy. This is I'm quoting es- the book of Esther now, mm-hmm. the actual book of Esther, chapter two. Verse 9. <laughs> okay. Haggai was very impressed with Esther and treated her kindly. He quickly ordered a special menu for her and provided her with beauty treatments. He also assigned her seven maids specially chosen from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maids into the best place in the harem. Hmm. So she was highly favored by this guy. Right. Was that, like, just right off the bat? They pretty... I mean, they. this chapter pretty much goes from... Vashti being abolished to Esther becoming queen all happens in like a chapter. So. Right. Okay. So yes. So really, pretty much right really off the quick bat. is what they show. I mean, it was at least three years before Esther became queen, before she ever saw. I mean, before she ever saw the king was at least three years because the beauty treatments took three years to. Goodness gracious, do. that is insane. Yeah. So. He, she was there a long time, right. <laughs> which, of course, the movie doesn't portray either. Looks right. Like she was there for a week and... Mm-hmm. Like, maybe two weeks, and then everybody gets everybody gets their one night with the king, which is right. the that kind of... Which is the point, yeah, yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the point of the movie. So, before each young woman was taken to the king's bed, she was given the prescribed 12 months of beauty treatments, six months with oil of myrrh, followed by six months with special perfumes and ointments. When it came time for her to go to the king's palace, she was given her choice of whatever clothing or jewelry she wanted to take from the harem. And so that's... Which is in the movie. Yes. Yeah. They get to keep whatever they can wear. (laughs) Which, uh... (laughs) See, this says they can take from the harem, whereas in the movie, they had her take it from the king's jet treasury or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, it was just a room of jewels. But that's where the the thing in the beginning, what we <laughs> the sponsor buy came from, because there was one candidate that took so much gold that they couldn't put her on the horse to go over and see the king. <laughs> right. And he was like, which was weird, because her one night was like in the middle of the afternoon when he was like doing he was getting ready sparring for practice and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then the other one was in the tent in the same place. Mm-hmm. When she threw up, and she had a ton of gold on too. Right. That that was so weird because I'm like, how is he not gonna choose her? She's she's beautiful and she shows all the rights. She looks great, and then she like acts like she's gonna puke and runs out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Nerves. Um, All it was it was nerves. Like you just had to hold it together for like ten minutes. Right. So um. It said, when it's Esther's turn to go to the king, she accepted the advice of Haggai, I might be pronouncing that wrong, the eunuch in charge of the harem. She asked for nothing except for what he suggested, and she was admired by everyone who saw her. So, wow. they semi kind of did that in the movie with the whole necklace thing, but it was weird. It was not accurate. Right. And it was more like, she's different, and she's weird, and she dances when there's no music, and that type of thing. So, right, it was like... Stereotypical, she's different. And then different the king was mad, because she wasn't wearing any jewelry at all. Like, am I not worth anything? I felt anything? like that was a test. That was just Because he ridiculous. knew that it was her, 
and he was already intrigued by her. So she, because she, before her one night with the king, she reads. She mysteriously reads to him. Mm-hmm. Which, again, not is as not, a potential. Not as a candidate. Right. Like a queen candidate or whatever we're calling it. Just because. Just because he ordered somebody to read. Right. And then the eunuch was like. I'll go get I'll go get her. She, he didn't say that, but you know right. he, he went and he got, went her. got her because he knew she could read, right? And that she liked to read, which was a special thing at the time. And he probably, I mean, if he if it was trying to go with the Bible, he had favor on her with her. So she had she favor, had favor with, with him. him. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Okay. And then so she reads to him. He's like intrigued by her or whatever, and then because she doesn't actually read, she starts telling the story of Jacob and Rachel. Right there, you go. She tells him a love story. Yes, and then but doesn't tell the tell him the end of it because she gets interrupted or something. He like, interrupts her once she's he realizes this isn't what she was supposed to be reading right. to oh, hold me to sleep. You're supposed to be reading me, uh, yeah, the Chronicles, and instead, and so that I could go to sleep. And instead, you're beguiling me with a love story. And he's like, now this, this is literally the opposite of relaxing. <laughs> now I'm excited now to hear the end of it. Happens. Right. But she doesn't tell him. She goes to bed. And then the other people get paraded in front of him. Yeah. yeah. And then they uh, start showing him candidates. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she actually gets her one night and all she uses for jewelry is the little pendant that they had taken from her the little star of david magic deedly bob and then uh is in the in the like jewelry room and she gets it back and then yeah and the king acts like he's mad and then is pretty much like i'm in love with you right and then yeah and then then all of a sudden she's queen right and she like still he asks her like to tell tell him more about her but doesn't she doesn't really tell him more? I think they don't really show us much of it. Yeah. Much of what? Like, because he asks her several times, yeah. like, tell me about your people and about your God and oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, she's and avoiding she that avoids the question. she's going by Esther in the palace of Susa. Esther of Susa. Instead of Hadassah, mm-hmm. Israel. And then other people get in trouble because she's... She was the queen instead of the what who the prince wanted to be queen and right, whatever. Right, it was all one big setup. Right, it was all a sham to so get somebody else in the in as queen that wouldn't be against the war effort. And then basically, right. she was also against the war effort because right. she this freaking king is some kind of like hippie just wants to be you know in the in the palace and and hear stories and make sculptures and whatever it's like this a real tortured guy with eyeliner and everything it's like it's a it's a freaking lead singer of an emo band like i don't <laughs> and he doesn't have any agency throughout the whole movie it's just like this guy is telling the king what to do, and this guy is telling the king what to do. That's what I felt like the whole time. Like, he mm-hmm. was just beholden to what everybody else right. he thought just kinda, was right. It, when Vashti was telling him not to go to war, he was like, I'm not going to go to war. And then when the prince said, you need to go to war, he's like, okay, I'm going to go to war. It was, it was just he was like, like, I have to. I have yeah. to go to war. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, just back and forth and back and forth. And bring out the queen. I don't want to bring out the queen, but I'll bring out the queen. And then uh, I... I've been avoiding all of the candidates just so that I can 
you know, just waiting for you to be there. It's like, just don't, just don't, you're the king. Just don't do the, don't do the thing. I don't understand. Yeah. So then Haman, once the prince is discovered, Mordecai kind of sorry helps even with that. even esther him and esther he and esther's their relationship is even like he likes her because she's the one in front of him type of thing not because it was all a, it I was feel all like a she setup. was interesting she was different sure but it was still like a setup like other people the eunuch brought her in mm-hmm. yeah i guess i can see that so i think he made one decision in the whole thing on his own and i can't even remember what it was and that was just very annoying to me. <laughs> what were you saying? I was saying, so the prince gets found out. Mar- Mordecai kind of finds the two patsies, really, is who Mordecai um, turns right. in for mm-hmm. the whole scheme of poisoning the king. And the prince gets away with it for the time being. And then Haman decides to turn on the prince because he has all this information. And then Haman then becomes the prince. Right. And Haman hates the Jews, trying to kill the Jews. He's trying to convince the king that the Jews are in league with, was it Greece? Mm -hmm. Um, Because he wants to go to war with them. And so he's trying to give them an excuse to get rid of the Jews. Right. He's trying to put it all together. and They'll murder you in your sleep. What if the Greeks and the Jews get together and take us all out? And it's like, it's just real... And baseless fear mongering the king has one good advisor that doesn't want them to go to war he's right. an older guy the sheik from uh hidalgo if you've ever seen that movie Hidalgo was a great movie so um he's a good guy he's like the only good guy in the whole movie other than mordecai wow and um your neck's pretty good oh and yeah the other, yeah and the other jewish kid uh, he's fine yeah he's fine doesn't do anything bad he just has bad things happen to him yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. I lost my train of thought. The so Haman is trying to. Oh yeah, so he to- has the he has all the wealth and all the stuff, and then the whole thing with Mordecai finds out about the plan and tells or Esther. I'm sorry, the eunuch, her friend, the eunuch. <laughs> tries to tell her that she needs to go to the king and tell him not to go to war against Israel because of what Haman's doing. And so she meets him in the library, the king in the library, which was kind of weird, but they're mad because the king, when he came back from his war effort Mm -hmm. thing, saw her at the love gate with some buddy, which happened to be Mordecai, but he doesn't know that. So he's Mm -hmm. mad at her. And she tries to tell him not to go to war. And she's like, you know, you should read the Chronicles sometime. There was this guy named Mordecai who was a Jew who saved your life once, you know. And she leaves. And right. so he then reads the Chronicle and sees Mordecai was never honored. And that's when the whole thing about what shall be done for the man the king delights to honor with Haman. And Haman thinks he's talking about him. He's really not. It's Mordecai. And he's going to call ask if Mordecai can be hung on his gallows that he just had made. Right. That was biblical. It's a beautiful no, it's, scene. I'm so, I'm so yes. glad they didn't change that. Yes, that was actually accurate. <laughs> um, and then, so Haman parades Mordecai through the street and said, this is what should be done for the man the king delights to honor. That was like one of the few biblically accurate things that was done. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're the just 
going to war mm. against the Jews and it's one day away. Like the king is leaving for war. And Mordecai tells Hadassah the, you were meant for this moment now. Mm-hmm. And she in one day decides she's going to dress up and bust into the courtroom or whatever. Doesn't dress up. Goes through the rain. Well, she was dressed up in the first dress that she wore to see him. Oh, okay. And, she looked like but she by the time she got down. there, she was drenched because she had to run through the rain and everything. Mm-hmm. And then she asked for him oh, and oh, Haman oh, to come sorry. to a banquet. Mm-hmm. And I made, <laughs> this is, now that I've interrupted you, this is going to be terrible. I made a really great joke because um, <laughs> it really reminded me of, Lord, the part in Lord of the Rings, probably the two towers when uh, Aragorn busts through the doors and goes into the like throne room of the king who of Rohan, I guess I can't even remember. And it's like the the he's like Gondor calls for aid, and it was exactly the same way of busting through giant doors that Esther did, even the like. Uh, shot from behind of her with her head down and like her each hand on each door the whole thing was exactly the sound effect all of it was exactly the same so i just imagine like cinema sins doing that showing the scene from esther and the audio playing the audio from uh lord of the rigs that it was just it was great I, I, i really enjoyed that part just because i was like gondor calls for aid so the guard is going to chop her head off while she's standing there and the king out sticks out so his long. arm and stops the blade with his hand i'm pretty sure you he, say it's the handle it's i say hand. it's the blade no no he whatever. like grabbed the guy's hand whatever it was not his hand it was his hand and then sticks out his scepter and of course everyone's mad at him because that's worse than bashti which i think is actually kind of realistic as to what would have happened sure but she says come to a banquet and so he and Haman are coming to a banquet and not at all because he's in love with her because he's still mad at her and she's mad at him because she thinks that he slept with another concubine while he was mad at her he she heard about that remember she went to see him and she heard the giggling oh right which was like to uh, a maid and uh and the and a eunuch probably and, and a eunuch just, just running like around messing around right like they were, kids, they that were weren't like even cleaning doing the room anything, or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and um, but she thought she was supposed to go into him there, oh. and that happened, and so the the thing about everyone being mad about oh this is worse than Vashti wouldn't have been a thing if she had shown up if it hadn't been raining and she had just shown up like you know in her finery. Do you do you know what I mean? Like I, I think just feel like that's such an extra thing. Been a huge thing. Because that's why Vashti was replaced in the first place for disobeying what the rules are. And this is also like a, like a duplicate scene of the scene in the library, which was wasted because they were mad at each other for right, no reason. Right, that definitely shouldn't have happened. That, the library That scene. was like so dumb to me. Yeah, and they kind of ruined that because she was the one who read to him in the first place because... In the Bible, when it talks about him reading the Chronicle to fall asleep, he couldn't fall asleep, he couldn't fall asleep, so he has somebody come and read the Chronicle. And that's when he hears about Mordecai and realizes there was, he says, what was done, you know? Right, and it was kind of just an extra, like, it wasn't 
really a part of the story, but it was part of the story. Do you know what I mean? Like it was an extra in the movie? thread. No, in the in the Bible, it's no, like in the Bible, like it's very beeline. important because that's why Mordecai was honored instead of hanged. Because that morning Haman was coming. That's not what I mean, though. It's like a different story. It's not related. Oh to yeah, the main... Esther has nothing to do with yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. But Esther had to. Uh, Esther was the reason that he whole story the, thread right. happened yes. in the movie. Yeah. So they go to this banquet, mm-hmm. and the king's mad at her. Haman's mad at her. I keep wanting to call him Naaman on accident. <laughs> Haman's mad at her, and she it's then takes awkward. the necklace off and you know hangs it over the light or whatever, and the little. Star of David's float around, and then the king leaves. Mm. Which the oh, king does only, leave. There's only one banquet, right? Yes, there's only one banquet. Yes, because he's leaving to go to war. Which is stupid. That, that like ticking clock was so dumb. Yeah. So there's one banquet, and so part of the thing with his with Haman's wife and everything was lost in that too, because at the first banquet he's all excited he, that Esther invited him and only him and the king mm-hmm. to come to this banquet and it's such an honor and it took out it completely took that out like completely Haman has a completely, Haman hates her has a completely different personality to the Haman in the Bible right I feel. and so just always angry <laughs> yeah I mean he's he's got malicious intent because of supposedly what happened to his ancestors which I don't think that's why he was motivated. No, it was just kind He of, was motivated because Mordecai, Mordecai didn't bow. Mm-hmm. And so now he's like, they and all must all, die. they all have to die because him alone is not good enough. Right. That's that's the real story. Mm-hmm. Um, So the king leaves and Haman's like, oh, do you want me to beg for my life? And he's just like. Mocking her. And then chokes her. Yeah. And the king comes back and is like, are you going, you're doing this in my own home? Which you're is gonna, kind of the Bible, trying to pull the Bible back in mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Does the king say that in the Bible? Yes. Do what in my own home? Because he wasn't, I know in the Bible he wasn't choking you her. You lay on my wife in my own home, assault my wife, something like that. Wow. He did something to her in the Bible too? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Will he even assault the queen right here in the palace before my eyes? What was he doing? They were they were reclining at table, so he was on her couch. Uh-huh. When they were eating. When they were eating, they were each on reclining. You right. Know, not like we eat normally right. here. And that's what he did. Here out. But what was he doing? I don't understand. Haman, however, stayed behind to plead for his life with Queen Esther, for he knew uh. that the king intended to kill him. In despair, he fell on the couch where Queen Esther was reclining, just as the king was returning from the palace garden. Gotcha. And then he says, Will he even assault the queen right here in the palace before my eyes? As soon as he spoke that, the attendants covered Haman's face, signaling his doom. So he wasn't, he was, it just looked like he was assaulting the queen in the Bible. He right, he's begging for, he was, yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't actually maliciously, he was begging for his life. Right. Yes. Okay. Interesting. That was another thing. The another way of the king not having agency. Somebody just goes, "Oh, by the way, there's a there's a gallows over there that Haman put up, which I feel like is in the Bible, but it just made it worse." It is actually uh, this version that I'm going to read is going to call it an, a stick. But um, when then Harbona, one of the king's eunuchs, said, 
Heyman has set up a sharpened pole that stands 75 feet tall in his own courtyard. He intended to use it to impale Mordecai, the man who served, saved the king from assassination. <laughs> <laughs> then impale Haman on it, the king ordered. So they impaled Haman on the pole he had set up for Mordecai, and the king's anger subsided. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, the light went out. She was, like, using her iPad as a light. We're here <laughs> like in the dark. Dimmed. Yeah. To stay cooler. Oh, boy. Ugh, the struggle. Okay. Uh-huh. So that was in the Bible. <laughs> so that was in the Bible. That was the Bible version of what happened, which they... And so then the necklace is why the king saves Esther, because he saw the Star of David twinkly light thing, mm-hmm. too. And so he believed her all of a sudden that but she was a got, Jew. But and he that got she, up and left because he was aggravated I, I they didn't really say he right. just kind of got up and left right so, but the, maybe to ponder mm-hmm. to do whatever right and leaving the enemy of the jews and his wife just there with his wife right but i think he was trying to decide whether or not he was going to believe her anyway because they were mad at each other going into this banquet mm-hmm. in the movie in the movie. That's why I really feel like I have to get... In the movie. Right. Uh-huh. In the Bible. In the Because they movie. never... And they never resolved that. Like, they're just mad at each other until the end. Until the end. Until he sees the lights. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everything's fine. And everything's... And Mordecai becomes a prince, which I think is accurate. Right. He gets more... Or he gets uh, Haman's position. Yeah. I believe I remember that. Yes. And he has a new law that the Jews can defend themselves. Right. Which I thought was an interesting way of getting around the... Uh, Anything a Persian king says is, is law, and he even he can't change it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you had to add on to, hey, the Jews can defend themselves, and then they just have a big old battle. Or I assume that just nobody attacked them because they're like, ah, we were expecting to just kill people. And, In the Bible? Yeah. No, actually, the Jews slaughter their enemies. Oh, wow. Okay. Convenient. Good yeah, old, I mean, it actually works out victory for the Jews. I mean, it's it's cool because Haman intended it for their doom, and instead they took out more. They of took their out a lot of enemies. Wow, incredible! And then we have uh, more voiceover from John Rice Davies, and then the end. Oh, well, I guess they're like in love again at the end. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yep. That's the movie. Why do you like this movie again? Because it makes me think about what the real story is. Okay. Because I feel like the love story, to me, because it, it's not like the their argument in the middle is not really resolved. Even with... They yeah, could have just like, like put I in said, a line. Like I said, I didn't like it as much this time as I thought I liked it when, right. I watched, when we put it in. They, they could have just put in a line. It's also two hours of, long. They could have cut some stuff oh, out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the king could have just been like, oh... Now I understand why you never told now you're me in the lover's gate. Yeah. Right. And, and who you were with. And you're right, right. And Esther could have been like, I was with my uncle Mordecai because yeah. I had to tell him about such and such that was happening and you know And he could have said, I didn't cheat on you. Right. And I didn't <laughs> right, exactly. And I didn't cheat on you and but you cheated on me because they he they both thought they know. cheated on each other. Right, but he didn't know that she thought that, I don't think. Right. So she could have been like, there just needed to be a confrontation where they work out everything and... Right, if they had to have that miscommunication in the first place, they needed a resolve. 
Right. And this is one of those uh, conflicts that people talk about. It's like, could have just, it could have been solved with a post-it note. And those are the annoying ones right. <laughs> that you just write down. I didn't cheat. I didn't. Neither I also did didn't, I. Neither did I. And <laughs> wow, and that would be it. Uh, <laughs> like, I love you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Bada bing, bada boom. So super easy, and but it got dragged out throughout the entire movie. So I feel like sure, it's kind of romantic up until they're mad at each other. Yeah. And. I, I wasn't even going for the movie to be romantic. I didn't remember okay. how romantic it was when I first... I thought that was what it... No, not okay. at all. Because that was how you kind of sold it. Like, if you think about it as like a nice romance story and not no, about I, the Bible. I was trying to say, if you think of it not as a Bible story. Okay, that was the... as a movie mm-hmm. set apart of its own. I didn't, I didn't remember it was romance, so... I feel like you... It's kind of dumb. I feel like you told me that it was a... Uh, Romance I mean, story, it kinda but kind of is, but I didn't remember it in that detail. Okay. I don't know. Okay, interesting. I thought it was a lot shorter, it, and it was two hours. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I don't know if it felt like two hours. It felt though. like two hours to me. Okay. I was like, when is this thing going to be over? Interesting. We haven't even Cause, done the thing with Mordecai yet, right? Because there's there's some other movies that you've shown me that are like yeah, an hour and a half, two hours, and I felt every second of them. But this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't one of them. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, so it wasn't, it's not terrible. It's an interesting watch if you're like Susan and you just like to compare movies to what, what the, Bible the Bible says, says and to kind of flesh out your it's actual really fun knowledge. to watch a movie like this and then read the story and write down okay, this is what the movie did. This is what the Bible actually says. Mm-hmm. I did that once for the nativity story and I, it was so much fun. Wow. I think I even did a blog post on it. <laughs> Which is out there still somewhere. <laughs> if you guys really want to... You're going to make them dig, dig for it? or Okay. You don't want to link to it? If I can remember it, okay. I could tell them. Well, great. This was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us to the end. Yeah, we should see if... Uh, Hmm, Ten Commandments. Hmm. That'd be very interesting. Isn't that like ten hours long? No, it's like, uh, I don't actually know, three hours, three and a half? It's on two VHS tapes. Hmm. So it's not like a miniseries, but it's a very long movie. That could be four hours. Could be four hours. Yeah, it's a very long movie. I like it a lot, but Hmm. it takes a while to watch. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I'll just make him read Exodus with me after. Oh boy, great. Uh, <laughs> where can they find you, Susan? Only on Twitter at prov31susan. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, etc. At Gabe in the Box, um, Patreon.com/slash Gabe in the Box. Thank you to Troy and Blaine for being a ten-dollar patron and a one-dollar patron, respectively. You guys uh, really keep this podcast going, and I appreciate it. Speaking of keeping the podcast going. Uh, if you guys want to go over to the show notes and take the listener survey, if you've listened once, if you've listened a hundred um, times, times. <laughs> <laughs> either way, I'd really appreciate your feedback. Uh, it's been really helping. There's some patterns that we're going to try to uh, adopt, you know, some patterns in the, in the answers that we're going to try to uh, take that advice and so I appreciate to, to everyone who has already taken it. And uh, leave a review if you like. And next week, 
probably Star Wars because uh, we recorded dun, that dun, a while dun. ago, and uh, with Troy and Susan, we all talked about the Phantom Menace. So I think that'll be next week. Did I love it or did I hate or it? Or did she not? Oh man, Comic Con also happened, but I just didn't really. It's great. It's fine. Whatever. So if you're wondering about Comic Con, it's not, I'm not doing an episode on it. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.